the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by the Federation for American Immigration Reform and George Rodriguez on 930 AM, The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on this beautiful September the 3rd, Saturday, September the 3rd. I'm excited because football season has started. College football season has started. I'm really excited about that. Well, and the pros start on Sunday. But, uh, you know, I'm more excited about uh college football. So, welcome to the show, my friends. Let me tell you who our guests are real quick, because we've got a packed show. We've got my good friend Tom Homan, who uh, was the former, who is the former ICE director under Trump and Fox News contributor. He's going to be talking to us about this craziness, this denial by the uh, White House, by Jean-Pierre, the White House uh, press secretary, about illegals walking across the border. Absolute outrageousness. I mean, I don't know if they're, you know, if they're just poor liars or just in extreme denial. We also have a new, a new, um, uh, guest with us, Mr. Charles Ortel. He is a New York City resident, as well as he's a retired uh, investment banker. Uh, Charles also has uh, a podcast uh, that he does in New York. I wanted to reach out to him because I wanted to hear about uh, the impact of the illegal aliens in New York City, as well as the many other issues that are going on in New York. Uh, I wanted to get him on the show. You're going to want to hear what he's got to say. We also have Miss Tori Rogers. Tori is uh, from Georgia, and uh, we uh, connected with her because she's visiting Texas. She came. She and her husband decided to come visit South Texas and get a look at uh, a firsthand look at the immigration issue, at the uh, at the problems that we we are facing here that are soon uh, coming to her backyard. She wanted to come see us. Uh, or see for herself. She is uh, a, a middle Georgia farm uh, firearms instructor, and she has a podcast of her own. Her, she and her husband have a podcast of her own. So you're going to be hearing her uh, views, her take on what's been happening at the um, uh, at, at the border that she has witnessed, as well as the San Antonio Migrant Center, what she has seen there. Our final guest is Miss Esther Chapoy, my very, very good friend, Esther. Uh, Esther's going to be giving us an update of what's been going on at the border in her neighborhood. Uh, again, my friends, the uh, one thing is to watch the illegal aliens coming across the river uh, and surrendering to the uh, Border Patrol. Another thing is for what is happening to your neighborhoods, to your businesses, when these folks uh, are resettled or when they are uh, provided services by nonprofit organizations in your community. You need to hear about it. Uh, the escalating problems of, the, of this tsunami of illegal aliens that are coming into, into, uh, into the United States and then into your community. It is the second phase of the, uh, of the border crisis. Uh, so um, those are our guests. Let me tell you real quick, my friends, we've continued to do interviews. My friend Bob Bishop and I continued to do uh, uh, interviews at the, at the uh, Migrant Center. And the stories that we are getting, my friends, are just uh, are are just really heartbreaking, because because these people are being are, are being they're, they're being deceived. They are being encouraged to come to the United States, and then they are being left to their own wits. Uh, vast majorities of the people that are coming in now, the vast majority of the people that are coming in now. Uh, really don't have a sponsor. They don't have relatives. They don't have somebody to support them. 
So what is happening, my friends, is that they are going to end up in the street, homeless in the street. And, uh, you know, once a person ends up homeless in the street, my friends, then they have to they have to begin to use their own devices, their own uh, uh, their own wits as to how they're going to survive. My friends, crime is going to go out. The Migrant Center in San Antonio uh, is, is uh, it allows people, allows illegal aliens to stay only uh, three days, and then they dismiss them, as they put it. But what actually happens is they evict them out into the street. And now we've got a, we've got, we have seen dozens of illegal aliens living uh, behind buildings uh, because they have nowhere to go. They have no money. They have no sponsor. They have nowhere to go. In the meantime, there are some who uh, who do have sponsors, some who do have the money, some who are moving on real quick to uh, other destinations. But even then, those folks are going to need services. They're going to need uh, assistance of some type. It, 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 it's outrageous, my friends. So uh, we'll, we're going to keep you posted about what is happening at the, at the Migrant Center because it's important because it's going to be happening in your backyard. That's why it's important. It is the second phase of the immigration, of, of the open border invasion. It is the second phase of the border crisis. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. And we've got our very, very good friend, Mr. Tom Holman, the uh, former ICE director, Immigration Customs Enforcement Director, and uh, also a Fox News contributor. I wanted to reach out to him to get his response on this, uh, well, I call it an outrageous comment. Uh, the other day regarding uh, from the White House stating that that uh, illegal aliens are not walking. They said they are not walking across the border. Tom, welcome to the show. I'm not sure what they've been watching, what they're listening to, but how can they make that comment? Well, look, you know, as as astonishing as it is, I'm not surprised. I mean, this administration to this day won't admit there's a problem on the border. You got the secretary testifying under oath that the border is secure and is closed. So, you know, I, I think, I actually think she knows what the issue is, but she can't say it because she'll get in trouble. So she she looks, she looks ignorant up there, not be able to answer that question. But, you know, we got, you know, thousands of rolls of video. You've been down there. You've posted some video. We know, we know it's, you know, border's out of control. We know people by the thousands are crossing and walk across that border every day. So it's ridiculous, but not surprising because no one in this administration would step up and say, you know, there's a crisis at the border. It's, uh, you know, um, Mayorkas was here in town uh, this past weekend here in San Antonio, and he went down to visit the, um, and he went down to visit Del Rio and Eagle Pass. Uh, the, uh, again, uh, this time around, there was no press allowed Nobody asked him any questions. Where he went was very, very quiet. Was kept very quiet. The only time that uh, that anybody was allowed to uh, to attend a meeting was when he congratulated San Antonio firefighters for um, for being first responders. But outside of that, completely, completely out of uh, out of reach of anybody asking him questions or anything of the nature. Uh, I mean, what happened to transparency? No, this administration has been transparent from day one. I mean, this secretary, you know, he, he, like I say, he's been in front of Congress numerous times and won't answer half the questions and, and the other half of the questions he lies about. This is, a, this is a member of the cabinet who under oath has lied to Congress under oath, which is perjury. He needs to be held accountable. And just shut a JT patrol agent, Raul Ortiz, said they, they released a recording of him going through deposition where finally, after 20 months, he admitted there's crisis on the borders being caused by Biden policies. Now, they got to ask something. Now, I believe or uh, Chief Ortiz, just I'm, I'm a little disappointed. It took him so long to actually say it. But he said it under oath. So here's a question. Who's lying? One of these men lied under oath. I don't think it was Ortiz because you and I both know what's going on on the border. That So if he's saying the policy administration are causing this crisis and you got a sector of my York who's under oath saying the complete opposite, at what point do American people demand he be held accountable? That's true. Uh, you know, uh, Chip Roy, our congressman here in San Antonio, has... Um has been very very vocal about uh uh the way that they've been they've been uh deceitful um can i mean why shouldn't they be uh, uh 
uh, impeached for crying out loud? Why can't they? Well, I think I think Mayorkas should be impeached on day one if the Republicans take back Congress. Absolutely. I met with over 120 GOP congressmen up on the hills. You know, it must have been two months ago, and that was the direction we were we were talking about going. And you know, the, the man has violated the oath of office he's taken. This this country's less safe on his leadership. He has failed for 19 months straight. 19 months of record-breaking numbers. Last year under his leadership, we had a historic illegal immigration at 1.7 encounters. And this year, we're already over 2 million. The year's not over with yet. So he's going to break another historic record this year. After 20 months, you see no improvement. That tells you this man's a failure. This man has not upheld his oath. He hasn't done a single thing to slow the flow. George, you know that. UK hasn't done one thing to slow the flow. Everything he has done is to send more resources down to the border to process and release quicker. There, there's thousands of empty ice beds already paid for, sitting empty, because he'd rather pay a, a friend of the administration, an NGO, you know, $370 a night to put him in a hotel room. It's just, what's going on is, is, is almost criminal. Yep. We've got that situation here in San Antonio that... Uh has surfaced uh, where a hotel is being paid $100 a, a, a day to uh, to house uh, almost 350 uh, illegal aliens. And the number keeps rising because, well, I don't know, because because they keep coming across. It's, it's insane. Let me ask you this about the situation also with fentanyl, because yesterday it was reported that three people uh, uh, here in, uh, in San Antonio... Uh, died uh, from fentanyl. Uh, I mean, besides the fact that we've got an invasion, and they don't like us to use that word, but an invasion, we've also got all of these drugs coming across, we're crying out. Yeah, when you have this uh, the invasion, when you have this uh, historic illegal immigration crisis, which they created on purpose, this isn't an accident, that causes up to 70% of border places pull off the line. That's when the criminal cartels can move the drugs. The border is, is less secure because over half the agents are no longer on the line. Over half the border is wide open. So, you know, criminal cartels, as you know, that they dictate when large groups cross the border. They set them when, when and where you cross. So they tie border patrol assets up so they can move their drugs across unguarded parts of the border. Not only drugs, but people that don't want to be called, like gang members and, and, and you know, maybe no suspected terrorists. People that don't want to be called. The cartels control our southern border, no doubt about it. And the criminal cartels make more money they've ever made in the history of, of, of criminal cartels of Mexico. That's why there's so much violence in Mexico. They're making more money than they've ever made. Now cartels are fighting each other for control of the plazas. They're making a record amount of money smuggling uh, aliens. They're making a record amount of money tra- sex trafficking on women and children. They're making a record amount of money in, in drug smuggling. So that's why there's so much violence. And and, and th- th- what's really sad is under President Trump, we had the most secure border, border in my lifetime, in my career. And this administration came in and, and intentionally unsecured it, which has bankrolled criminal cartels, the same cartels responsible for over 100,000 fentanyl overdose deaths in this country. Incredible. Let me ask you this one last thing before I get let you go, because uh, I know how strong you feel about the lives of, uh, of uh, aliens that are being lost particularly of children. Uh, Over the past couple of uh, days, there have been the bodies of several children that have been found, at least two, uh, I think there was a third one, uh, that were found uh, along the banks of the river, uh, of the Rio Grande. Uh, The interesting thing about this was that no one, no adult, no parent has stepped forward to claim the bodies of those children uh, in several days. And uh, to me, that says that these kids were drowned uh, not under the care of, of parents because it would, I mean, to me, parents would be desperately looking for their bodies, if not the children themselves, if they'd made it across. What are your thoughts? My, my guess is they're, they're victims of trafficking. You know, when I was the ice tractor, we had numerous investigations on the cartels using children and renting them to uh, single males and single females so they can pose as a family unit, which because the family units won't be detained. So there, we had an investigation where a child was crossing the border six or seven times in, in a one-month period with a different family, all claimed to be his family. So these kids are being trafficked, and not only that, we, you know, there's, we've had investigations. These kids are being sodomized on the way up through as, as payment for smuggling. This is horrendous what this administration has done. And this administration says, "Well, we're the, we're more humane than the Trump administration was." No, you're not. 
you got a record number of migrants that died on U.S. soil. Over 1,200 migrants have died on U.S. soil since Joe Biden became president, and they're the ones we know about. I was in Brooks County. We recovered two bodies in four hours, and that sheriff said they were lucky to recover one in four. So over 1,200 bodies found. How many are in the river that would never be found? How many in the desert would never be found? So you got a record number of migrant deaths. You got a record number of U.S. citizens died from drug overdoses because fentanyl is flowing across that border. You have the human trafficking and sex trafficking is at all-time high. So this administration is not humane at all. When the Trump administration had illegal immigration at a 40-year low, when they had illegal immigration down to 83%, how many women weren't being sexually assaulted by the cartels? How many children weren't being sodomized? How many migrants didn't die in U.S. soil? How many U.S. citizens didn't die of drug overdoses because the drugs weren't flowing across the border like they are now? The Trump policies save lives. Bottom line, this administration is more humane than anybody could imagine. That's true. I, I couldn't have said it any, any better because, uh, obviously, this administration has encouraged illegal immigration, whereas the Trump administration was discouraging it and punishing it. And, uh, obviously, you know, the, the people are just not afraid of, of coming across illegally because there's, there's no punishment. Tom, Absolutely. And until there's consequences, it's not going to stop. That's right. Tom, we'll let you go now. Uh, thank you very, very much for taking time, as usual, to, to be with us. Uh, I appreciate it tremendously. Uh, have a great day and keep up the fight, buddy. And you keep up the good work, George. I, you know you're, you're you're covering a lot of this stuff down there. I've seen things you're posted. You're on the you're on the tip of the spirit too. So keep up the great work you're doing because we got to educate the American people what's really going on. And, you, and you're there and you're covering it well. You got it. Thank you very very much. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from South Texas in San Antonio. And uh, we've got a new guest with us today. We've got Mr. Uh, Charles Ortel. He is a resident of New York City. He is also an expert in exposing fraud. He's a former, uh, he's a retired mortgage banker. And uh, I wanted to get him on since he is in New York. In fact, I believe as we speak, he is standing uh, in a park in New York. Uh, Charles, please welcome to the show and tell us about the reception of, of uh, illegal aliens in New York uh, by, the, by the mayor and by the local government. I thought they were a sanctuary community. Well, uh, thank you very much, George, for having me on. Just a small correction. I'm a, I'm a retired investor banker, not a mortgage banker. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want your audience to be misled. Um, I have been, I'm sitting on a park bench outside uh, the park that I first came to when I was three years old on June 1st or thereabouts, 1959. I'm in Washington Square Park, which is 9.75 acres and smack dab in the center of one of the most expensive real estate uh, districts in America, uh, but certainly here in, in New York State, called Greenwich Village. And uh, I remember this park now over 63 years. Um, I have never been seen it more dangerous. Uh, the police uh, are highly paid, and they, they go out and they, they have their marching orders. But because we have an idiot, a clown as a mayor, and a bunch of, of overpaid, I actually think criminals, uh, pretending that they're overseeing the criminal justice system, the DA and others, uh, the cops know that even when they arrest somebody, the, the prosecutors are not going to keep them in jail. And here you have, uh, for the moment anyway, you have a large number of foreign visitors, international visitors who come to the city because it used to have great restaurants and theater. And importantly, while our sales tax is high at almost 9%, it's a lot less than the value-added taxes that Europeans in particular have to pay on clothes. So people come over here, a steady stream of them, and there, there, are, there are actually, I would argue, criminal grifters who prey on these tourists, and they come into this Washington Square Park. I will only come in here after a certain time, I'm not going to say when, in the morning, because early in the morning, these people are sleeping in the park, the cops are not here. Uh, I just witnessed... A homeless person about an hour ago was regularly, t t I call him uh, Mini Jesus Christ because he's got a long flowing beard, white guy, uh, who takes his clothes off and takes a shower, you know, to clean, soaps himself up in the, in the fountain in front of many, many people. And a park employee just got into a, an argument with him. So this guy took a big stick 
and was uh, was beating the living daylights out of the park person, which is a serious crime, actually. And so the police, eight police people, just ran over, collared this guy, arrested him, and he's out. He's out, off the park grounds this morning. He'll probably be back here tomorrow. So um, the the truth is, up here, New York City in particular used to be a center for many different types of industries. Seeing this place, the expenses are out of control. The crime is soaring. You're not safe uh, until people are out on the streets, say eight eight thirty in the morning. And you better not be walking on the street after after six p.m. if you don't know what you're doing or where you're going. There are a lot of criminals, and they're streaming in, as you say, from the southern border. And, and you know, it seems to be like the the uh, the liberals have created a perfect storm, uh, where we've got uh, an open border, and we don't know who's coming in. We know lots of people are coming in. Uh, many of them are going to end up homeless that we've been interviewing here in San Antonio. They're going to end because they have no place to go. But they're coming in while at the same time we've got that open border uh, and drugs coming in. Let's not forget that. But we also have now a judicial system in local communities like in New York, like in Chicago, like in Los Angeles, and even here in San Antonio where the DAs are not prosecuting uh, the uh, the crimes where they're just uh, where they're being pro criminal rather than pro pro law and order. I agree. I have a slightly different take. I don't think it's just a liberal problem. I think it is the uniparty. It's establishment Republicans and mayhem Democrats who are all in for. Well, I, I refer to them as merchants of misery. So long as there is a problem they can assert that exists, they can go to our central, to the treasury and to the state and city governments and for the moment with interest rates low they can get as much money as they want and claim that they're using this money to solve the problem which they don't want to go away because if it goes away then they won't get any money so uh, it is it is beyond disgusting to me particularly for you who are close to the border, forget about us here in New York, that we would be putting the many uh, border agents at risk and, and families who choose to live along the border at risk, allowing this stuff to happen. Uh, it is beyond disgusting that we're pouring money into Ukraine, but we're not addressing the problem in Mexico that is uh, with the cartels. Um, we can't have an open border and be remain one of the richest countries on earth without understanding that if you've got nothing, if you're in, pick a country, Burkina Faso in Africa, and you're, you're down to selling your children or taking the, the dangerous exercise of trying to sneak across the southern border and, and get here into the states, a, a percentage of people is going to do that so long as they hear there's an open border. And it's in nobody's interest. And, and in addition, uh, to think politically, as they do, that the people who come here will be grateful to Democrats and turn out to support the Democratic Party, and that's why we should do it. That's that's treasonous, frankly. It, it's true. We've got uh, you know we've got uh, uh, Republicans advocating for amnesty, which in my opinion just rewards illegal immigration, and then we've got uh, Democrats who are justifying it uh, because well because we're rich and wealthy and we can afford it. I, we're getting it from both sides. Incredible. You're right. It's a uniparty thing. Yeah, and it's uh, and when you meet, am I? Mother was actually born in Lisbon to to parents who Lisbon, Portugal, who to parents who had naturalized as Americans. Uh, they were, the, my grandfather was a Baptist missionary, um, and uh, you know people who who decide decided back then to become Americans were proud to be American. Were you know came into the melting pot. Didn't think of them. So I don't think of myself as a Portuguese American. I'm an American. And as are my German ancestors, they, they, you know, they came and they promptly assimilated, learned to speak English, and and set about trying to make their their new new country great, which I think is an aspiration all countries should have to strive for. And so it is. Uh, we're, you think about Joe Biden when he when he was pretending to campaign in 2020, uh, the people his handlers pitched him as the great unifier. This is this man is is stirring up trouble. At every turn, uh, it is indefensible what he has done uh, with the border and with many other aspects of the economy. 
And the people who are hurt most by this open border are the poorest among us, American citizens, many of them. That's very true. That's very, very true. The uh, the situation of, of uh, immigrants melting into America. I mean, you know, my parents, we spoke Spanish at home, but we spoke English. at. Uh, they, they insisted we've got to learn English. We had to speak sure. English. And we, we were Americans. The, uh, the situation yeah. that we've got now, it seems like uh, people are encouraged to be uh, tribal. <laughs> right. And, and the double standard is absurd. I mean, you, you, you have to, uh, I mean, you're letting people into this country, and you have our, our liar, chief liar, uh, the Katrine, uh, Katrine St. Pierre, uh, <laughs> in a press conference saying that there are no people walking across the southern border. I mean, she's Baghdad Bob, Baghdad Bob's sister. There are no tanks in Tahrir Square. <laughs> very, very well put. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Charles, we're gonna we're gonna need to to let you go, but I really really appreciate. Uh, I got to get you back on the show again to to chat uh, a little Anytime. bit more about what is happening in 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 the the nation's largest city. Because I mean, uh, it's always been New York, New York. I mean, if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. I guess. <laughs> exactly. It's more dangerous here than in Afghanistan, is what I call Afghanistan. <laughs> Very, very good. Charles, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. I got to get you back on and we'll be in, we'll, 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 we'll be in touch with uh, more reports from the, from uh, the Gotham City, I guess. <laughs> thank you so much, George. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. And uh, we've got a new uh, a, a new guest with us, Miss Tori Rogers. Uh, she is uh, owner of uh, Middle Georgia Female Firearms Training. And uh, she's coming on. She's come to visit South Texas all the way from Georgia, her and her husband. And um, they're here because they wanted to find out firsthand what's going on with the border. Uh, Tori, welcome to the show. As you Hi. speak, are you still in Del Rio or are you back in San Antonio? We're actually about two hours from Eagle Pass. We're headed back down. Gotcha. Today. Gotcha. So, uh, tell us, you have been in San Antonio, you have been to Eagle Pass. Give us your perspective as a Georgian seeing this for the first time. Well, we often watch everything from mainstream media, and we don't ever really know, like, what are they telling us that's the truth, or what kind of narrative have they spun, and so I like to keep my Facebook audience engaged in current events. My husband and I are both Marines. We take an interest in um, current affairs, and so for a vacation, we're like, let's just go down to Texas and see what's really going on, because we weren't sure just watching in the news, and so we came down, and it is mind-boggling to say the least I felt like I was in the twilight zone watching exactly what is happening and um, it's almost unbelievable um, to watch these immigrants cross this river celebrate walk all the way to our military and uh, seek asylum it's um, it's absolutely mind-boggling now, uh, you um, yesterday, in fact, yesterday on uh, on Monday, a member of the Biden administration actually said that the border was secure. Said that again, that the border was secure and that there is no problem at the border uh, with either fentanyl drugs or with crime or with illegal immigration. What would you tell that individual? That is absolutely not true. I also was told that he said people aren't just walking across. It's absolutely not true. There's droves of them coming right down from the Bank of the Mex Mexico, from the Bank of Mexico at the Rio Grande, walking straight across, coming up. Nobody's stopping them. They're going straight behind the Constantina wire till they get to um, 
the Army National Guard and the Border Patrol, and then they're waiting on the bus, and then they quietly get on the bus, and then they're escorted to the processing center. Like, nobody's like, go back. Um, nobody's harassing them, but they are just walking right on in, and it's almost like people are the people that are guarding that area are just unfazed by it, to be honest. Wow. Now, you also visited in San Antonio a uh, processing center where they... Um uh, provide transportation to other states. Uh, what did you What did you see? What did you find there? Well, so we weren't able to go in. We were able to talk to the um, immigrants on the outside, and we ran into a guy named Louise. Well, actually, he was picking up trash, and I kind of wanted to know what his motivation was for that. And so we ended up talking to him, and he was saying that he had fled from Venezuela, that he had had to go through the jungles of Panama to get here, that he was seeing all these terrible things unfold. But once he got there, he said he had family in Charlotte, um, I don't presume the family was sponsoring him, but they only had, he was trying to reunite with his minor daughter that he had got separated from on the trip, and basically, they only had three days at the center, and then they were just going to be basically homeless. So, basically, what I learned was, they're coming to these places, they've got three days, and then they're either flying them or busing them somewhere, and once they're in these other places, there's no, like, if they're going to Baltimore or Charlotte or Atlanta or new york once they get there they're not they're homeless they're potentially homeless there's no set plan for when they get there they don't have a job locked in they don't have a place to live i mean they're just basically it's going to cause i believe homeless camps in a lot of places because there's they're just so misplaced which is really sad because here they are now in these other places and they can't speak the language and they can't uh write and they can't you know, do things they need to get a job, and so we're doing them an injustice by making it so easy for them to get here. If they knew that they couldn't get in as easy, it would cut down tremendously, because, and they're dying trying to get here. I mean, I can't say if I wasn't in their position, I wouldn't be like, you know, if I could just get to the other side, I'd have a better life, but they're making it so easy that more and more are coming, and they're literally dying trying to get here. It's this open border and making it so easy has caused a humanitarian crisis. And it's going to cause homeless populations all over the United States. Wow. So uh, in, in, when you get back to Georgia, when you, when you, well, I imagine you're already blogging uh, and, and talking about it. Uh, what are you going to tell your friends? What are you going to tell people that follow you? I've been putting it on my Facebook page. Um, I've been posting the, the videos showing them walking over. I put it on TikTok and people were like, you're kidding me because Biden's news press secretary just said that they were not walking over. Um, so they're just like floored by the fact that what they're being told on television is not happening in person. And I'm already reporting all of the events of the day. I'm already reporting it to people in Georgia and they're just like, wow. And see, a lot of people in Georgia thought that this was just Mexicans coming over because they don't know that it's other people from Venezuela, Ecuador, Cuba, they're coming through Mexico to get here, so they don't even realize the significance. Of it. It's not just Mexico. It's the entire world. That's right. Now, yes. <laughs> I understand that you also found a little friend while you were there at the border. <laughs> I did. Um, this little chihuahua was with, he was with the Fox News reporters, and he was running around me with a little pizza crust in his mouth, and one of the reporters came up and said, hey, is he your dog? Because they had cleaned him up and were taking care of him, and they um, didn't want to leave him. They wanted to get him placed, but the one girl that's been taking care of him couldn't put him on the plane. She lives in Chicago, so I'm actually headed to get him now. Um, he's a little white chihuahua, and uh, we're going to name him Pedro over, <laughs> over after the town that's right there, and I'm um, taking him back to Georgia with me. <laughs> How neat. Well, you know, what, what's very, very, what's been very interesting about this is that um, the interviews that we have done, we have found uh, immigrants that are bringing across their pets, you know, so yeah. uh, it, this, it, it's not a situation where it's just Mexicans crossing the border to come work. No, no, no. These are folks who are, who are from all over the world and they're, and some of them are even bringing their pets. And what I'm thinking in this poor guy's case is he didn't have pa they didn't have papers for him, so yep. he probably had family and they had to leave him behind once they got over here. Yep. Now speaking, go ahead, go ahead. It's really sad. I mean, I can't imagine how it felt uh, to leave your pet, and he, you can tell he's um, been loved on a lot. Ah. Uh, now, 
Um, what about uh, the issue of children? Did you see very many children in, uh, amongst the groups that you saw coming across? Oh, yes. There was three small children we saw yesterday, and one of them was just frolicking around with a stick, and I don't think he realized what lies ahead of him. And we, um, one of the guys that was with us went and took them a box of granola bars because we thought maybe the little kids would want a snack. I mean, they're hot, they're shoeless, they're hungry, they're thirsty, and just misplaced. And it's so sad because God knows what lies ahead for their futures. Wow. I incredible. Uh, any closing thoughts, Tori, that you'd like to share with us or with the people that um, you know are listening and, and that you might share with your folks as well? As much as I'm a humanitarian and I love people, and I'm always going to love people no matter what, I'm not going to love pe politics over people. They have got to send a message to these countries that it is not okay. We are not just going to let you walk in. They've got to prevent it at some level of not letting them think it's going to be okay because right now they're just coming in in droves. We've got to send a message. This is not okay. You've got to do it the legal way. But at the same time, it needs to be more streamlined. If, and I believe that there are a lot of people that do want to come here and work, that do have good intentions. They need to streamline our immigration process and make it less expensive because not everybody can afford to do it the right way. Right. But uh, and make it easier and more streamlined because there are jobs here that American people won't work, that they will. But let's figure out a way to do it legally and affordable instead of allowing this because people are dying trying to get here. We need to let them know it is not going to be easy if you try to do it that way, but here's a better way. Correct. Well, thank you very, very much. We've been speaking with uh, Ms. Tori Rogers, who came to us all the way from Georgia to visit uh, South Texas to Eagle Pass to see for herself, her and her husband, what's been going on. Tori, thank you very, very much for joining us. You're so welcome. Thank you. Take care. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, our good friend, Miss Esther Chapoy from uh, Del Rio. And Esther, as you all recall, used to uh, work for Homeland Security at one point. She worked in the customs folks and then with the customs folks and then she went over to work um, when it became combined customs and border uh, patrol folks. So um, Esther, you are a resident right on the border in Del Rio. Uh, what, what's, uh, give us an update. What is going on in your neighborhood? What are you seeing? What are you hearing regarding the border crisis? Well, uh, greetings to all of your listeners. Uh, George, what I'm seeing firsthand is the Border Patrol vans that continually come up and down my street. Uh, it used to be that I would only see them like maybe in the morning or maybe in the evening. Now I see them all day long. And and I see the, the vans come by and they come back very heavily loaded. So they are moving a lot of people that they're picking up near the river. So um, It's, it's not stopping. It's only getting worse. And uh, the helicopters over my house, that's, I still hear that every once in a while, you know, and, which is reassuring, but at the same time, it's alarming because that means that they're looking for people that didn't voluntarily say, hey, I'm here, give me a ride to the, to the place where I get all the freebies. Yeah, you know, people need to understand that there's two types of... Uh of aliens coming across, uh, and I don't call them immigrants, I call them aliens. Yeah. Um, these, <laughs> folks, these folks are, you know, the ones that are walking across and introducing themselves literally to the Border Patrol and saying, hi, I'm here uh, to uh, declare asylum or to ask for help or whatever. But then you've got those that are sneaking in, and you got to wonder why they're sneaking in. Well, those are the ones that come over, like, I think about 4.30 in the morning and late at night, uh, because that's when I hear the helicopters, too. But uh, so that's a, a, a horrible way to wake up with a helicopter over your house. But uh, at the same time, like I said, it's, you know, yeah. at least I know that they're looking. But, um, yeah, those are the people that they need to catch because those people are not saying, hey, I'm here, uh, give me a ride. But these people that are hiding from the Border Patrol, what are they coming here for? 
you know and why are we letting this happen to our country you know these people obviously they have bad intentions you know and and are hiding from from law enforcement so are they are they terrorists yeah are, are, are they criminals with with bad records have they been here before or, or will interpol have something on them because border patrol you know i don't think that they have time to check all that stuff because they pretty much get those people put them on the van on a on a bus or a van and send them to the border patrol station i don't know how much of a background they do on these people but uh hopefully that it's a good check you know through interpol and everybody and can can get these people identified but you know there's something that i heard that i i, I heard that the other day on our at our uh, walmart a um person with a pickup truck hauling a an rv camper type thing pulled into walmart and 37 aliens bailed out of the, the oh the my gosh <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You know, I guess they've been watching the news about what can happen to people piled into an RV. Yeah. But 37 of them in an RV, that's a lot of that's people. That's a lot of people. That is and really that, a lot of people. Unless you're driving down the road with your generator on to give them air conditioning. I don't think they were very comfortable. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Now, uh, tell, what about the crime, uh, the chases, um, break-ins, or uh, people begging at your door. Or How is that happening? Is that is any of that happening in your neighborhood there? They're not begging at the door in our neighborhood because in our neighborhood, they, they're wanting to get down the road. And, and pretty much my neighborhood people are keeping an eye out. And um, as soon as we see people like that, we call Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. So they get, hopefully, and you know what? Border Patrol has been better about coming and picking people up. Mm-hmm. Not not like before when I would call and they'd say, uh, we don't have anybody to send. Hmm. But I, I have had instances where I've seen people and I call and then immediately I see the sheriff's department. The sheriff's department will zoom down the road and so they show up and at least somebody has come. And then later I see the Border Patrol vans. So I think Border Patrol is being assisted by the Sheriff's Department. What I have not seen anymore are the are the Highway Patrolmen. Yes. Yeah. What What do you think has happened to them? Have they been pulled back? Or uh... I think they're too busy on the highway because I know that um, there was an incident where some I think it was a couple of men coming from from the Noria somewhere, you know, uh, where they're working in oil fields. Yeah. And, and they were head-on killed in a crash with uh, somebody who was who was hauling illegal aliens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, uh, you know, the last two times that I have gone either to Kenny County or, or to Del Rio, um, I have been caught up in a chase. I have seen chases happening, yeah. zooming by my, you know, my, my truck as I'm driving along. It, it just, it's very frightening. What about yeah. um, what about uh, the uh, the um, uh, folks? Uh, you know the the local politicians. Um, I'm not sure if uh, it, you know if you've heard about it or seen anything about it, but supposedly Mayorkas, uh, the Homeland Security um, Director, was uh, the uh, Secretary rather, was in Eagle Pass. He was in San Antonio, and then he headed down to Eagle Pass. Um, we didn't hear very much about anything here in San Antonio other than he met with firefighters to thank them for being first responders and all this sort of stuff. We didn't hear anything else. Um, did you hear anything about him uh, being in, uh, in your community? I only heard after the fact, or actually I read it on Facebook, on the um, the Dero Sector uh, Facebook page where Mallorcas had been there at that center where they keep the aliens in Eagle Pass. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I heard about it and not a peep from anything else. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I- incredible. It's like they wanna they wanna hide what's what's happening. And I, I think it's very difficult at this time to hide it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, you know, George, yeah I, I, I was hearing uh, I was looking into how many people have died that Border Patrol has, has found their bodies. Oh yes. And, Tell us. and since October, they've had over 200 bodies that oh they have recovered. Gosh. Those are people that they recovered. And 
how many of those are children I don't know but uh, you know it's very dangerous out here everything that's happening and then to add to it just uh, the other night some vicious animal attacked a deer right in front of my house and and I was talking to my veterinarian because uh my dog's uh, rabies shot was going to be due August the 15th and that date had already passed and and you know he has a nice fresh bowl of water on the floor in the kitchen but for some reason he when I let him out he wants to go drink water out of the water pot I don't know why he does that but it it startles me because you know other animals could be drinking water out of that that's right and you know I saw the movie Cujo (laughs) <laughs> so I don't want anything like that to happen well, to my dog. You know, you know the uh, illegals that we have been interviewing here in San Antonio um, on on my uh, for my for my show, the ones that we've we've been videotaping. Um, we've found at least five of them that have brought their dogs with them from Venezuela. <laughs> yes, and they don't get any kind of check. Oh well, I think one of them. I read somewhere where one of them they took his dog away from him in mexico until they verified that he was okay or something yeah right yeah, they, quar- they quarantined <laughs> one of them here in here in san antonio but you know unfortunately they're not quarantining the uh the illegal aliens <laughs> no no those can bring any disease they want <laughs> really no hey but about that vicious animal i was yes. telling you about i was talking to my veterinarian and and we we're talking about what it could have been and he said at first, he thought maybe a, a coyote, a four-legged coyote, not a two-legged coyote, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And and but my dog was watching through the window, and he was like going nuts, you know. But he was watching that whatever it was attacking the deer, and and um, then I heard also that uh, on the other side of town that people have complained that they think they have a mountain lion over oh there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so if these people are coming over here and hiding. Or if they're coming over here and dropping off kids on the side of the river, yes. there are wild animals out here that they, I mean, aside from the regular rattlesnake that you can step on, you know, yep. and get bit and die, because if it happened to me, I'm going to have a heart attack right there. It, it, you know? it, it, it's really, it, yeah, it's got to be, it's, it's scary, but apparently, you know, the uh, obviously the coyotes don't care about that. No, no, and the the people who are dropping off kids and stuff to come over, that they, they don't seem to understand that there are wild animals out here. There are coyotes and the, possibly a mountain lion running around out here. I don't know, maybe a bobcat, but whatever it is, it was a vicious animal, and it killed a deer. Oh, wow. And then when I called animal control for them to come and get the, the carcass, they said, ma'am, this is not the first time this has happened in your area. Wow. So this is something really well, concerning to you know, me. Yeah, there's got to be situations nowadays that are probably unreported, but situations where, you know, uh, bodies are left behind and, and, and the animals will eat them. You know, oh, or, yeah. or weak people will be left behind and the animals will eat them. So, I mean, it's got to be happening. We just, I mean, we're just so overwhelmed with everything else that's happening that we probably don't see it. You know what else? Something I heard that I found very interesting is that Border Patrol now is is training people. Uh, their some of their agents, I think, some of the more higher leveled agents, to do forensic work. Oh wow! I, when they find a body, I mean, and they recover a body, they are taught how to uh, cut off a finger and and do the fingerprinting and all this stuff. I mean, uh, that takes some guts. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, me. it, it used to be a different world when only, you know, a few were coming across. But now, you know, it's, it, it's a yes. different world. Esther, so, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us and give us an update and um, you know we'll we'll check in with you again because sadly I don't think this thing is going to go away. No, it won't. No, it won't. Well, you take care once again, my friends. We've been speaking with our good friend Miss Esther Chapoy in uh, in in Del Rio. And uh, oh, Esther, before I let you go, tell us about you running for office. Oh, yes, I'm a candidate for Valverde County Clerk. And I one thing that I wanted to say is that I really. I, I'm concerned that people 
think about this red wave and they think that they don't have to do anything. Oh. I think people need to know they need to be part of that red wave. They need to come out and vote and they need to bring their neighbors and their family and, and they need to register their 18-year-olds and they need to check on their their elderly in the nursing home, make sure that nobody is making them vote one way or another and, uh, and do their part because there are many people who are making money off of what's going on, and they are going to vote Democrat. You they are it. going to vote for Beto, yep. and if Beto wins, it's over, folks. Yep, you got it. Thank you very much, Esther. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio in San Antonio. Folks, once again, thank you very, very much for joining us on our show today. I want to thank our guests, my friend Tom Holman, former ICE director. I want to thank uh, Charles Ortel uh, in New York City, all the way talking to us from New York City. Thank you very, very much for taking time. Uh, Ms. Tori Rogers, who came all the way from Georgia because she and her husband had to see what is going on at the border firsthand. And not only that, but they are going home. They are going home with a beautiful little puppy that they found at the border right there at the, at the river's edge. So uh, thank you very much, Tori. And my good friend, Miss Esther Chapoy, uh, a resident in Del Rio, who is giving us a a blow-by-blow description, a daily blow-by-blow description of what is going on at the border, right in her neighborhood, my friends, because what is going on in her neighborhood is going to be happening in your neighborhood soon. Uh, probably not to the same degree, because she's right there at the border, but it certainly is going to be coming, my friends, certainly going to be coming to your to your doorstep. Uh, folks who do not have insurance, who are driving, folks who are not citizens, who want to vote, folks who have never put into the uh, into the social security system or have paid taxes but are getting tax benefits, public welfare benefits, folks, it, it's it, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. And then on top of that, we're going to have people who are homeless because they have no place to go. You know, we've got uh, a, a wide open border and people coming in. And uh, no one knows exactly uh, uh, who these folks are, what they're bringing, uh, as far as what their intentions are. We are doing it for humanitarian purposes. Big laugh, sarcasm on that one. But we're doing it for humanitarian purposes. And at the same time, we don't know who they are. And then on top of that, they are ending in the street. How is that humanitarian? How is that humanitarian? So once again, my friends, we'll keep you advised about the uh, second phase. We call it the second phase of the border crisis, the uh, invasion into the United States, because this one now is taking place in your backyard, in your community, and uh, it's going to impact on you very, very directly. This is not just about somebody crossing the border. Now this is somebody living in your community and you paying for it. Until next time, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.